every single day. People want to connect with someone who... Self-expression is life. It is the challenge. It's a challenge of life. You can't get mad at other people for not seeing your vision. It was all about a grind. Like, like I said, I was selling CDs, DDs, and clothes out the trunk of my Whatever car. Whatever it takes. This is for the people. Don't forget that. What's up, Log Life family? Episode 23. We're at Maya Snack Bar in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Shout out to Alejandro Marisol for letting us come and interview you guys today. What's up, guys? I'm Alejandro. Marisol. And we're the owners of Maya Snack Bar. And if you don't mind, just start like where you're from, how you got into this business. So we'll have Marisol start. Babies first, of course. <laughs> Classica. Uh, um, <laughs> we're from Mexico. Um, La parte que es, um, is called Puebla. And we normally go to the city a lot. And this is where we first had our first encounter with these kind of products. Yeah, so basically what I was trying to say is that we're, we're originally from Mexico, our parents. We were born and raised in New York. She's from originally from Brooklyn. I'm from Queens. But after all the travels, we um, encountered all the stuff we have here. So we didn't find it anywhere here. That's why we started doing the business, basically. That's awesome. And like, what are you, what is your main product that you guys are selling in your, your establishment? So our main product, I would have to say, what, chamoyadas? Um, mangoneadas and chamoyadas, yeah. Mangoneadas and chamoyadas. Um, we have the paletas, which are very popular also. And then from there, we bridge off to all the, um, basically all the Mexican snacks you will find in the streets of Mexico. When we, you know, we were traveling, we have them here. Um, Marisol, she, uh, she used to see the Dorilocos, how they used to make them fast in Mexico. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. videos. <laughs> and we were like, we need this in New York. Uh, your local, you know, Elote vendor, we had to put it here. Elotes, Elote Locos, which came from um, California. Because this, this business model, originally, it's already been out there in California. Wow. But in New York, nobody was really doing it. We were. They, were do they do it like in the streets and individually, like in these popular um, neighborhoods like La Quinta, Roosevelt. But I, we never saw a place that does it all at once in one place. So we were like, it's a good idea. Now, were you guys always entrepreneurs or did you just see that there was a hole in the market and you wanted to provide that value? I think business has been in us since like yeah. we were young. Yeah. Yeah, but definitely business has been in us. Uh, I would have to say I've done it without realizing so my parents used to sell jewelry when, we were, when I was younger. So I saw that part of the business. Her dad was always um, selling stuff also. Love he it. started selling Grandma, Mexican everybody. products and stuff like that. Love it. Yeah. Back in the day. So we kind of did it without realizing what we were doing. And when I used to work, I never really liked working. Of course. And I always had a side thing. I used to DJ before since I was uh, 16 years old. Wow. So I never received, you know, I used to go to work because I had to. Of course, but I never liked being bossed around or anything. I would eat it up, and then eventually, you know, we, we you know we started doing this back in 2019. But we didn't really look at it like we're gonna be an entrepreneur. Yeah, and this is what we're gonna do for the rest of our lives, right? No, it just no. happened. And I think when you have a really good product, like you guys do, like so, Roger, obviously our content guy is Mexican. He's obsessed, right? And that's how we got to here. Shout out to Roger. Shout out to Roger. And I think that like, when you have a really amazing product, 
it kind of sells for itself, right? So it seems like you guys took the path of let's create this high quality product that isn't really offered in New York City and the Mexican culture came behind you and stood behind you and, and supported you. Yeah, and to be honest with you, um, we really went, we went all out on the quality because me and Marisol kind of picky on going to eat. So Marisol was like, you know, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. No, no cutting corners. So Marisol was the one that she was like, can you use this, this, and this, and this, and that. It has to and look like this. Um, she's the one back in, behind everything. Like, if you see a nice picture on Instagram or something, put it like this. Some people will tag us in a story, right? Yep. And I would, you know, throw it on social media, you know, repost. But I don't have the eye to be like, oh, the, you know, it's crooked or, yep. you know, the... The ice cream is not formed perfectly. Yeah. I'll get that phone call five minutes later. Yeah. Marisol, who did that? We worked a lot <laughs> yet finding out who did that because when we train them, we train them to do art, not to just throw yeah. things on a, on a, you know, on a tray and here you go. It's basically, I tell them, look at it as art. It has to look beautiful. It's going to be posted. It's your yeah. brand, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we like, we like everything to be like uniformed. So with all our stores... If you have a chamuyada here in, in Williamsburg and you go over to Bushwick, the same way you had it here, it should be over there. The same way it should be in Queens and now Sunset Park. So we, you know, we stand a lot behind the quality. And sometimes people don't get it when it comes to pricing, honestly. I don't know if, you, if you've seen. I deal with that every day of my life. So if you've seen our Instagram and everything, they're, especially on TikTok, it's rough. Yeah. TikTok, they don't care. Well, it's a younger crowd, right? It's so, yeah. they're, they're, they care about the money. Right? Yeah. Sometimes I want to answer by keeping professional and let, yeah. us, let us lie. But they'll say, oh, it's so expensive. But when you have quality products, you know, you can't. We're in business, you know, to provide to the community, but also to make money. You know, obviously, we're not trying to beat everybody over the head. But products after COVID have got really, really high. Yeah. It is free products, but um, we do pay rent, we do pay staff, we do pay light bills and everything. We're not in the street. So that couple of dollars, that dollar extra, it, yeah. Helps a lot. Helps a lot. And ultimately, you have to make some sort of profit. Otherwise, why Why are you why doing do, it? Why yeah. do it? So yeah. people have to understand that for sure. I mean, you guys have grown so fast. You yeah. know, that must be really stressful. Do you mind just like walking through? I know you told me it's a family business, but you keep it nice and tight. Just walk through like what that mentality is, how you how you two met each other. If you don't mind, just so, telling the audience about that. So Maris is my sister-in-law. I'm married to her sister. And we've been knowing each other ever since. Funny. <laughs> I always say it. The day I met my wife, I was supposed to meet her. Oh, she, really? Well, she didn't come. <laughs> my wife came. That's amazing. Was like, he was a DJ, and that crowd was not my crowd. And I was like, I, was I told my sister go because it was one of my um, ex boyfriend's sister wanting to drag me along. I was like, no, my sister loves cumbias, maybe her. And that's I, amazing. So, that's how I met my wife. But luckily, she went because look, right. <laughs> seven years later. Yeah. But um, yeah, we we always been together, family wise. Uh, in, in the business aspect, we always keep it a tight circle. We have our parents in the store. Wow. Um, well, one parent, my dad, her, both her parents, and I, and just fa like family members, which are our direct brothers. But they're not employees. Employees, they just help out here and there. Of course. 
Um, other than that, everybody is uh, regular staff. Yeah, we don't we don't like to hire family. Even though it sounds annoying, you know, it sounds bad. Does it sound annoying? It sounds guys. bad, you know, we, 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 you know, I'm pretty sure it would be a bad comment on why you don't look out for your family, but when it comes to business, we, I mean, you want to give quality to your, your, you know, your clients, sometimes you have to sacrifice certain things. Yep. Yep. So thinking about, you know, your dad's involved, your parents are involved, what kind of stress does that put on you mentally, knowing that you're not only hustling for your family, but also for your parents, you know, I know that that's huge. A part of the Mexican culture yeah. is providing for your, your parents, for them raising you. Like that, what kind of stress does that put on you? I, I think that was my most motivation, motivation, because since I turned 20, um, a, my life changed. I got pregnant. I became a single mom. Wow. I moved back home and I couldn't stand my father leaving so early. He had two jobs and I just couldn't stand it. And then the way he would come stressed out about other employees, his co-workers, I was like, I had it. I was like, listen, you're going to stop working. We're going to do something and you're going to stop working. It's amazing. I love that. <laughs> so um, we started doing other businesses on the side. We had these hustles and little by little, he stopped working. And now he, ha now he has, you know, he's involved and he has his own portion of benefits with the company and he's, he's in love. Yeah. I mean... I don't know if it comes through the camera, but I can see the passion and how emotional you get thinking about that. I mean, that's obviously your why, right? Yeah, that was, that was my big why. Yeah. yeah. I and was like, he helped me out when I was like on my lows. So I was like, I need to, yeah. Need yeah, to and I think, ASAP. I think knowing f what my why is, knowing how much work it takes to grind and hustle when all your friends are out partying or sitting on the couch, you know, it's, this is why people are watching it, right? Because they want to know the truth around entrepreneurship and the struggle and, and how consistent you are. And, you know, you guys have gone from one store to three stores? Three stores. In, in, on going into four stores in four years, basically. Yeah. How? Saving. <laughs> Saving and flipping. And also, yeah. Um, you know. Saving, flipping, and basically not... You know, just always focusing on what we want to do. Everybody always uh, contacts us through Instagram messages. Oh, come to my uh, my town. Come to yep. come to this side of Brooklyn. Um, come to the Bronx. Come to New Jersey. And we sit back and we're like, we wish we could right now. Right. But we try to do as much as possible to actually do it. So right now we're you know we're hustling. We want to do more places. We want to do three more this year. Wow. Um, don't know how, honestly, but it comes. See, what we learned through um, through Maya's through our first two stores, first three stores, because we we had a big plateau for the third store, was that um, if you don't risk it, yep, you're not doing nothing. So, big, big, big advice for everybody that, and everybody I know is don't wait till you have that hundred grand to do something, Could or don't wait till you're ready right you'll never be you'll ready. never be ready never. not even for grand openings and stuff like that Nothing. you will never be ready you would just yeah as you'll much as you want we learned that we have no control in that all we can control is belief that's going to happen and work for it so you have to work for it you have to go out out there for it and we have met so many good people so many good people that have helped us um we started from the bottom if literally you, if you look at the store this is our first official store right 
Roger will do a B-roll at the end to show everyone. Just insert the clip here, Roger. Yeah. <laughs> we used to be in the bodega. <laughs> we used to be in the bodega. But um, this store, when we first opened, we only had that one countertop right there. Wow. We didn't have, like, a couple of the Bay Marie's in the back. And we didn't have seating, right? Wow. We, we had we had benches, you know, the, the park benches. Of course. We had money. We had no money. No more money for um, for you know these nice tables or whatever. So, it was uh, you know, we opened it, but it wasn't perfect. It wasn't what it is today. What is perfect? There is no perfect yet. <laughs> no, there's not. Look, look Trust at me. look at sunset. Look how beautiful. Sunset like is beautiful, every, yeah. but there's a lot of imperfections that are you know not with the place, but with like logistics wise and stuff like that. That we was that we see, but the outside sees it is amazing. Everything is like. I believe, like, let's say, we used to be at down um, four blocks, like four blocks down there. I used to stop at this um, red light, and I used to be like, look at that place. It's so beautiful. So that. many glass. I was like, I want to store I want to store right there. And then I would just look at it and look at us now. I day. can't believe that happened. I even have videos of me, like, driving by and be, like, taking the number oh, and that. stuff like that. Because it was pretty of, magical because when we called first, it was a crazy number. Of course. It was very expensive. We were. I was actually focusing on the bad areas and also um, a lot the, the businesses that needed a lot of construction just because I thought it was going to be a good deal. I did the same as I think for our warehouse. I looked at the ugly places yep. thinking that's for me because that's what I deserve. That's what I could pay without thinking that I could get a, a new building, a vanilla box and for a better price. Yeah, but the manifestation, right? I, yes. This place, I'm telling you. This is a manifestation. One day she drove, one day she drove by and the, the sign was there for the, the real estate sign. I love it. And we called them. They were like, X amount of money. They were like, what? I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was just like, Alejandro, we have to do it. <laughs> she called right away. She said, Alejandro, we got a meeting. I yeah. said, where? We need the landlord for that place. Wow. <laughs> we ran, we, and it was our first business, so, you know, from experience now going to, you know, doing different deals with different places. Well, we got this one was like, okay, where do I sign? A blessing. Of course. You but don't like, think about. You don't think about all the. Triple net, all triple that net, stuff. None of that. Yeah. We didn't know nothing about triple net, um, utilities included. Yep. Taxes. Tax ex escalations. Uh, yeah. Increase. None of that. We didn't know nothing. We were just like, yes, where do we sign? Luckily, I had a friend from the from when I used to work at the car business. We had a great um, lawyer, commercial lawyer, and I I kind of like just told him, "Listen, I'm opening the spot." Yep. And the first thing he told me, "Get yourself a lawyer." I said, "Well, I don't have one." <laughs> I, said, I, I don't have. We're we not ready. <laughs> yeah. So he gave he gave he gave us a number, and we called him. He's been our lawyer ever since. Wow. He helped a lot. Or else we probably would have been in the home. We learned a lot. We learned a lot. But now when we go look at a place, now we know, okay, we need X amount of space. Yep. Um, we, where's your electrical? Where's your plumbing? Yep. So it's it's a big learning curve throughout the years. And even now, we just did Sunset and I messed up with one thing. Wow. Which is, I'm like, damn, how did I remember that? So you go learning. There's, there's never perfect. There's never, you know, everything. You always learn from somebody somewhere down the line. Yep. Yeah, I think a lot of times your biggest mistakes, your biggest learning lessons. Yeah, it sounds like for you, a prime location with a store that fits your criteria is important. What other learning lessons 
have you learned along the way that you can teach other people who want to get into not only just the snack business, but creating their own brand from the ground up? Um, kind of guide yourself with what other people have done, but the people that have been in business that are, successful. that are successful. Don't let a family member tell you, or a close friend, yeah. it be a close friend, nah, don't do it there, I don't think it'll work, or yeah. don't do this. They never done it, that's just what they think. Get the, you know, get it from somebody that already did it, already messed up, already, you know, probably went bankrupt, yeah. and is doing it again. And it's tell, it, yeah, they're gonna tell you what to do, what not to do. And it'll save, you, it'll, save, it'll save you a lot of time. It'll definitely save you a lot of time. A lot of people have a lot of opinions, but they've never done it. Of course. And they're looking out for your best interest. They don't want you to fail. And but really, you're looking for someone to push you, right? You're not looking for someone to tell you no. Yeah, you're yeah. looking for someone to push you all the way. And you have to invest in yourself because remember, the circle around you hasn't done it. So you have to go out there and look for it. Like we went to L.A., we went to the city. We had to go out and learn. Wow, I love that. Yeah, well, we started. We didn't. If you realize, um, I tell everybody, in the paleta business, the snack business, the ice cream business here in New York, it's very new where there's no resources. Yeah. You could put a taco shop in, and I mean, I, I haven't done it, right? But I think, from my experience, a taco shop, you go open it one, two, three. Yep. You have all the providers, big providers, tortillas, you know, everything comes scratch. Uh, you don't really need, like, freezers and stuff like that. No, it's all commercial stuff that everybody uses in a restaurant. For us, we didn't know what kind of temperature you need to put ice cream in. We didn't know what kind of freezer you need for paletas to store. And nobody tells you. We make our own ice cream and our own paletas. Nobody told us where to buy it. We went out. We went. We went as spies to California, honestly. To Mexico City. And Mexico City, (laughs) and then we met. I met great friends along the way. I have a great friend in um, Florida, which he's out, he's our age. He has a, a ice cream shop also in La Michoacana in Florida. And he, I DM'd him through Facebook because I saw he had in his store these, uh, they're like freezers, but they're for the frescas, which mm-hmm. are their refrigerators. And I didn't know where to buy them. I would Google search them and I can't find them. So I asked, I DM'd him like, hey, my name's Alejandro. Um, do you mind sharing where you got that freezer at. And he was very cool about it. He very open. He told me, hey, go to this place, this place, this place, and um, you'll get it there. And ever since to this day, we've been like this. We're like very close buddies. He's a thousand miles away, but he helped a lot during the journey. And um, every day we learn something new. We're going to a convention next month. We're actually going to be competing for Paleta. Oh. a paleta competition. Marisol's coming with us. She's going to be cheering us on. And then in, in February, we're going to Feria del Lado. And it's stuff we know already, but every single time we like going to these conventions, because you learn something new every single yeah. time you go. Not only learning, you meet. You meet, you meet people. Yeah. And people, yeah, people that knows a lot about this and takes you one step further, you know? I love that. Yeah. Yeah, we have made great friends through this. We have another friend in in Texas. She showed she showed us a lot of stuff too. So you know you got to be pretty open about everything. It's not sorry. I'm go sorry. For, no, no, go. I say if you want to grow and not have just one store, you can't stay there and work it. You cannot. You cannot picture yourself there working the store. You have to work the background. You can't just. 
I feel like um, we have gotten stuck a little bit. I feel like we could have grown already a little bit more bigger. Wow. But um, I had to shake Alejandro, my ex-husband, and tell them, why you guys are stuck doing paletas? They loved it. They loved making ice cream. And they were like enjoying their time, but they didn't see that the time is clicking. And this is the moment. We have to, the momentum, we have to like take advantage of it. And um, and yeah, and I'm happy we... It, it took you how many months to do something? So to add to that, two months, nah, a month and a half. A month and a half to do to get a store up and running, to get the lease done, and I can't. And I'm telling him, wow, like we we you know we live and learn, but we can't get stuck there. So if you guys want to open more than one business, you can't get you can't work it. You can't. I couldn't agree more. And no one's gonna do it better than you, right? Yeah. And adding to that, well, what, what we said earlier about people, you know. Um, commenting on how to run your business though that our parents and to this day maybe your dad right <laughs> they come for me <laughs> they they are always on top of us like why are you not at the store wow. you should be checking your employees you should be so they're always telling us that we should be in the store but we're not from the from the mentality of being an auto employee yeah where 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 we want to build opportunities for people to come and work and build, you know, build that relationship with a, a lot of other people. We're stuck here. We're not doing nothing. Of course not. We'll be the mom and pops just at Williamsburg, just at Bushwick. So we have to go out. I feel like we got to go out there and get it. But our parents don't understand that. <laughs> My dad will call me. Well, it's like, new territory for them, right? Yeah, it's new territory for them. They're, they're used to the, you know, the bodega. Yep. You know, stay in one place and make sure, you know, they My don't steal a dollar yeah. Stuff like that. My grandma's so beautiful. When she comes and she sees me here in the back and like in the counter, she'd be clapping. She'd be like, <laughs> she'd be like, Marty, saw you here. Oh my that. God. And she lives close by. So she always, she's always here. She always <laughs> sees the girls. But when she sees me, she's oh, like, so that's good that you're here. That's good that you're paying attention. But she's always been like the lookout for us. She comes try things and lets me know, listen, this is not tasting. This is not, this product is coming out like this. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> so, you know what it is that nowadays, you know, you you could manage your business from anywhere you're at in the world. Yep. As long as you have the right managers and everything at the store. We have a great team at all the stores. Where honestly, we could leave for, you know, like for a convention. Yep. And, you know and we'll call at the end of the day. Hey, how was the day? This and this happened. Okay, perfect. How did you fix it? We did this. And that's it. Problem solved. But, you know, sometimes they require it to be here the whole time. You just can't do it. We have good systems like Square. We have these cameras. We we could hear them. Yep. You know, like, that's like you, it's like you're there. Yep. Like, if you, you could tune in and see your stories. Yeah. Yep. So it. you don't have to, yeah, be there. Well, first of all, it sounds like you have really great systems and processes, right? Which is how you're able to open up four stores in four years. And second of all, I feel like you and I, when we were standing outside waiting to come in, we talked about how important your team is, right? And what I learned a long time ago is no one's going to be as good as you, Definitely. right? It's impossible. But if I can find someone to do 80% as good as me, then I can be focusing on that next big picture, big strategy idea, which it sounds like you guys found this concept out much earlier in your entrepreneur career than I did. And we learned not to expect the best from everybody. Because if you expect the best from everybody, you're just going to be miserable, honestly. Yep. Like you said, they're going to give you 80%. And you got to share that 80%. Yep. You got to be thankful for that 80%. Because the reality is sometimes they don't even give you 80%. Of course. But, you know, you have to, you can't expect everybody to be 100%. 
And how many times have you been part of a business where the owner only focuses on those negative employees? You know, so I always have said to myself, I'm fucking done with that. I'm going to focus on the positive employees and encourage those, you know, because people are going to come and go. You cannot change that. But what you can do is you have one choice every single day. You can be grateful or fearful. So I choose to be grateful. It sounds like you guys also feel the same way. You always got to be grateful. Even, Even with the guy that didn't do didn't take out the garbage last night. Yeah. Thankful for coming. You know, yep. you did other great stuff. Sometimes, you know, us, me and her, we mess up every day. Of course. We're, we're human beings. You know, we would love everything to be 100%. But Some of my staff even. Sometimes our staff, be yeah. like, you're too nice. I'm like, <laughs> our manager tells us we're too nice. We're too nice. And, we lo- and I love her for being like how right. she is because, you, you know, yeah, we ha- I have to have her. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's tough for me to be tough on people and also to expect them to do stuff and to, you know, to have I, my expectations up high. So, yeah, no. See, I learned from when I was in the car business with my with my bosses. Yep. When they were assholes with me. You don't want to do shit. I don't want to do shit. Of course. I didn't want to do nothing. But when they were like, oh, hey, Alejandro, can you go do this? I'll do extra. Of course. <laughs> So, you know, I learned, you know, when we started working, when we started this business, we were like, we're not going to be assholes with people. People are human and deserve some type of respect. Obviously, if they're really out of line, of course, you gotta then you got to do action. But if it's a mistake here and there, you know, you can let it slide here and there. You just can't let something, you know, really big slide. You don't know when the person doesn't want to try no more, you yeah. know? And that's when you cut off. But other than that, I believe, like, people could get their stuff together. We had, we had employees that were very, when they started, they were really slow. And we, we would just look at them like, I can't believe how slow they are. But they picked it up, right? It was just, it just needed to be like a, a, a talk. Listen, this is going down and we don't like it. And problem fixed. <coughs> yeah. Love it. And it sounds like, you know, you got grateful that you have amazing managers. Where did you find them? Like, how did you know that they were right manager? Did they start behind the counter and work their way up? They all started behind so um, one of our one of one of our uh, managers, um, her name, want to say her name? Yeah, her name. Her name is Karen. I was the one in charge of behind the counter. I was like, I wanted perfection, but I never worked in the business of behind a counter. So this stuff I didn't know. She had experience. She taught me how to do how to keep the lettuce fresh. How to keep stuff fresh and um how to prep a certain things i'm pretty sure i was taking forever to prep something and she when i just saw her prep everything in like one day i was like girl we're, <laughs> i, <laughs> I just that. couldn't believe what we had you know we and she came for the our first interviews wow and she was actually our first employee wow and we Still did yes and um we had a um we call her HR. My cousin, she was she when we first started. My cousin was helping me a lot. She was working here, and um, she did a good job hiring our first staff. Right, we uh, actually kept them for like shout out to Relly. Uh, we kept that staff stood with us like for about three years, and some of them are still here. Uh, really good people throughout throughout the beginning, because in the last year we haven't really kept much. I don't know what it is. Time has changed. They don't stick with, you know? I do know, yeah. Oh, you know. 
Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> it's hard to find quality people nowadays who want to work really hard, you know? And I think that for us, we can teach you the skill. We can teach you these things. Like one of my favorite things to tell people is whatever amount of money you come into the door from, you're going to leave work, be worth double, triple the amount. But in return, you're going to have to trust me, right? And you're going to have to trust the process. And a lot of people nowadays just, they aren't patient. You know, they want that paycheck right away. And they expect, yeah, they expect, they expect, uh, they expect not to do certain things and they expect respect, but they don't return, they don't give it. So that's where we kind of like yep. lose it. Like it has to go both ways. You have to have, I don't know, like we have a very big passion with our products. So if we see someone that does not have a passion doing our products, we don't like it. We just cut, we just have to like. We don't do that. Karen does that. So, Karen, so, that would be the cutoff point. So, yeah. So, um, I'm very thankful to have Karen in our team and, awesome. and a couple of more um, employees. She's, a, she's definitely a Karen sometimes. I love that. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, it's very unfortunate for her name. I feel bad for her. Uh, but... So I think one of the things that, that stood out uh, to me and how Roger reached out to you guys is how impressive your social media is. Do you mind just like walking through if someone's starting a business right now, like how do you even approach that? You know, they have 20,000 Instagram followers. You're big in, you, you're vlogging for your family. You, you're saying you're active in YouTube, uh, in uh, TikTok. You know, this takes a lot of work and effort. How do you, how do you approach something this huge? So they always, people that I know, friends that I know, they always ask me that question. And to be honest with you, when we first started, I always looked at it like it takes 30 seconds to upload a story. Yep. And just upload anything. The problem with people is... Oh, I love that. I agree. The problem with people is they want a perfection. Right. They want that... Which, not, you know, I'm not against it because we, we do those pictures too. But if you're walking down your, your work line, right, and you see somebody making a chamaya, this is literally what I would do. I would come out that office in the back, come and see what they're doing, I see them making a chamoya. I'll just literally open it up, record 30, 15 seconds, yep. submit. I mean, um, what you call it? Um, add it to the story. Forget about it. Done. Their Mother's Day, we were really busy. There was the whole, like, because this was this this first store, when, when it was the only store, it used to be crazy. When I say crazy, you have people outside. It's crazy. That's the best feeling. And waiting was about an hour and a half. Waiting was wow. like an hour and a half. I mean, that's the dream. We felt right? bad for people waiting, yeah. but there was so much we could do. Mother's, well, I will never forget that Mother's Day. That first Mother's Day we had during COVID, it's like memorable here. It's like stuck there. We had people outside waiting. Um, and we were trying to go fast. We had like eight people on, on deck and plus us. But yeah, what I was trying to say is that you just come out 10 seconds, shh, quick story, upload it. People I, don't do that. People I, really want perfection. I am those, pe I am those people. <laughs> I'm happy She's to have Alejandro. Oh, my God. Everybody will ask me, who does your social media? Who does this? And then I'll be like, oh, my brother-in-law. But wait, he's my business partner. I don't think he has time for your for your business. <laughs> but um, I, I will look for perfection, so I'll never get a good story. So I would just... Every time I do a product and I know it looks bomb, I just go get Alejandro. He was in the back. Always like on the computer, on Google, on like searching for new stuff and stuff it. like that. I'll just say, "Come here, I have you know, take a picture, take a story." I don't know. Yeah, 
or if not i'll send him the stuff that i'll have so he could pick because it was just like i i don't know i'd be nervous i don't know if it's like now we have a good photographer a photo photographer videographer his name is manny monty studios he's been with us since two years already yeah like two years already so with him i tell him what kind of shots i need yep so i'm behind the whole like I need this, I need that, I need this product this week. And he just, you know, takes a picture and sends me, which is a lot easier now because I, you know, I'll receive the pictures in the in the drive. Yep. I choose and I upload. But I still, when I walk around the stores, let's say I walk in on a Sunday morning and I'm doing rounds, there's nobody in the stores, nice and, you know, empty. I'll come in, we're open today. Yep. We're open at 12. It takes two seconds. So for everybody that started a business, literally just upload. Upload, upload, upload. And you gotta be patient. And the, the ones that you um, spend less time in are the ones that blow up. Oh yeah. So it's just like wow. The less produced ones are the ones that blow up the most. Yeah, people want to see real, right? Yeah. They don't right? want fake shit. They yeah. want to see the real, wh what it takes. And I think very similar, like this seems to be a reoccurring theme that we've been talking about, yeah. but like, don't wait for perfection. There's never gonna be a great time. Just make time, you know, and I think through that consistent habitual habit that you guys have created now you have twenty thousand instagram followers and we're stuck i was telling you earlier we're yep. stuck we uh we've been stuck on twenty thousand for the past i would like to say probably like six months uh we don't know what's going on but i see in, in the you know we see insights yep so we'll get 200 followers and we'll get like 150 unfollows yep so there's it, a balance be there's something there that's not Yep. Like, and we still have to figure it out. Yeah, and I think I've been hearing this a lot with business owners. Like, what's going on with Instagram? All of a sudden, it's just like I went from having hundreds of thousands of viewers on a reel to now it's like, you know, flatline. But ultimately, what you're saying is it doesn't matter how many people are watching. Just keep posting. Just keep going because eventually things will start clicking again, whether it's Instagram or TikTok. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. It's that habit. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even the stories now. Yep. You used to get three, four thousand views. Right. Now you get a thousand. Right. Seven hundred. Yeah, I don't know. But it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. It matters, but it doesn't matter to the point where it shouldn't make you stop posting. Just because you get something negative doesn't mean you're gonna stop doing it. And that's with you know, that's not only with with Instagram. That's with every everything you do. You what? fall and you get back up. You get you good. They always say, you know, you know, in books. Yep. You gotta fall seven times. Yep. Get back, up eight, times. get back up eight times. So, you know, just keep going. Just keep posting. Now, obviously, a lot of what you've created, you've learned along the way, right? You learned in Mexico, you learned in California, Texas, Florida. What does that process look like of getting the materials, making your products, the innovation, you know, like, can you just walk through, like, how does that happen? We, we always, well, me, I, wanted, I always wanted to give them something that they didn't have. So we, I went to Mexico. I tried tamarindos, tamarind, the rim paste. I tried the, um, the candy. We call them chaca chacas in Mexico. And that's not in New York. We don't have that in New York. That's the product that we brought. And it's really big and huge for our product. And um, we still import it. I used wow. to go to the marquetas over there. What are they called? The, um, the, the abarrotera. Yeah. Abarrotes. Abarrotes. Like, Central no, de Abastos. Central de Abastos. It's big markets in Mexico where they get the wholesale stuff. 
I used to go there with my purse like this, and I'm like, oh. So that 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 thing's funny. So, Marisol, Marisol, and me, we we're not we're not like we're scared. We're you know we're careful, but I guess we haven't had a scare in Mexico yet. Yep. Where we just go, you know, about our business and go shop and go yep. buy the stuff. So Central de Abastos in Ecatepec is a place that everybody yeah. tells everybody I've told we've been there. They always ask. Were you careful? Did you go with somebody? We're like, no, we just went ourselves. Wait, yeah. My wife, right. we went with my wife uh, in January. And my wife was like, Alejandro, put your chain away. Marisol, <laughs> put your bag away. She was paranoid. And me and Marisol were like, oh, we did it all the time. Right. No, like, I was like, no. <laughs> Can't um, be scared. Of course. Yeah. So, and we did get an, I did, me, myself, because I spent like a whole year before opening the first business. Wow. I spent a whole year going to Mexico, wow. not knowing that I wanted that. I just knew that. She was traveling. I was just traveling, but in social media, I learned a lot. I saw businesses grow from LA, like boom, they just boom. And yep. then I was like, what? And they just giving that. And I was like, that's, that seems easy. I don't even have to be there. That 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 really got me. Mm-hmm. Me not having to be in the business to run the business. I yep. was like, I need this. Yep. So I started going. And a lot of my family members would tell me, um, no bias, no bias. Don't go. Don't do it. You're going to risk it. One day you're going to get kidnapped or something is going to happen to you. And I was like, no, I'm I not going to listen to them. I remember I was saying, you calling with me? I said, we're going. And thank God I never listened to them. I've been to Michoacan, to Guadalajara, and there's a lot of other places I will be, you know, traveling to in the future that they that I've heard. No, those are not safe zones. But we every time we go to new places, we learn a lot. Of course. And we, we bring it back. And, and people aren't going because they think yeah. it's not safe. <laughs> we went so you to, have that advantage. We went two years ago to, uh, it's called Mercado Jamaica. Okay. It's in uh, Mexico City. It's a big uh, market for like flowers and stuff like that. So we went during this time. It was in October. So we went. We did our shopping. We bought you know stuff like for the Los Muertos. Yep. And we bring it back. We came back, and there's this one guy that came to offer us to a store, stuff like that from Mexico, right? He got the biggest scare of his life when we told him we went to Mercado Jamaica. He said, "How did you guys go inside there?" I said, Walking. He said, "You know you got kidnapped." Like scared. Remember me and Marisol looking at each other like, um, well, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> nothing happened. Nothing what it could have showed up. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't look bad. Like there's a lot of people, a lot of movement. Yeah. But I mean, I guess if you're always watching yourself, you should be all right. You do have to learn how to like um, gasp a little bit of their, the way they talk and also negotiate. I think negotiation has been one of the best, big, um, for us to grow, right? Because yep. everything. From when Mar- Marble, when it comes to Marble, Marble Tuss, when it comes to seeds, everything costs money. And some some buyers just pay for it because they have the money, they have the funding. But when you don't have the funding, when you're stretching your money, you have to negotiate. I'm shy, but he's not. Yeah, and I think <laughs> uh, Roger can attest for this. It's like people that are successful... They're constantly pushing, right? You're pushing that long-term relationship, but also like how much is that going to cost, right? Because like if you act like you're broke, like the exact same way you were on day one when you had no money, that's what really gets you. Like most people are just afraid to ask that hard question. No, not afraid. I think they just, well, they're afraid, oh, yeah. but but they're, they're more like. They're worried about what the other person is saying. Yeah. It's going to think. Other yeah, social that's, status. That's true. Yep. That's true. 
You shouldn't I, care about your social status. So we, and then we can't you don't nothing. know them. You just they said no, it's not gonna kill you. I learned how to negotiate in Mexico for little things, but not for big things like these. Mm. <laughs> and to this day, I think like I, I I got a little. I learned a little bit, and you know, from Alejandro, my ex husband, from negotiation. I know that if they telling me that it's four thousand dollars, I know I'm not paying four thousand dollars just uh, off the bat. I just course. know I'm not gonna pay four thousand dollars. Unless these are these companies that are big and they just, they got the they got the uh, employees working, yep. you know that's when you know that you have to. Unless you walk into Louis Vuitton, right? Yeah, like, you know, like you, you know, but when you no, go on straight with the owner or straight with the managers, there has to be a negotiation. If you need it, do it. If you, I guess, yeah, and it's yep. best. And you know what it is? There's people that don't even need it and they just do it because it's just it's the way to go. You yep. save money for something else. We, we learned a lot from the Jews. They shout out, shout out to the Jews. Negotiate <laughs> everything. Every single thing. Trust me. When I used to work in the car business, everything was negotiation. Yep. Even $50 would be great. $50 negotiation, they won. Yep. And he learned that over there. I come from a background where they tell me it's 20. I just flip out the 20 and get the 20. No questions asked. No, it's not saying nothing. And just pay for it. And even if you don't like the food that you are eating, and and these these big companies that that would t- that you know off the bat you say I didn't like it, and they'll just give you something else. Like, who does like you know like little businesses don't do that, but we do that. but we do that, we do that because we learned that, and we learned that from these rich people that sit next to us to do business with us. Um, that they would just tell them, oh, it's not good, it's not well done, it's not we don't like it. And the server would take it, bring out a, a better plate for them, another yeah. plate for them, and the other plate would not be on the bill. And we, me and Alejandro were like, wait, what? Because right, ultimately they're thinking, I they take a loss on deserve. that. They right. know what they deserve. Like, if you know what you deserve and what, what's for you, you don't, you're not ashamed to ask for it. And you just go for it. And there's no doubt that's why you were packed hour and a half wait on Mother's Day. And all your stores are going to be successful because people know you have certain expectation and if you're not going to meet that expectation you're going to do whatever it takes to make them happy yeah yeah and it's hard it's hard to have everybody happy honestly of course especially we, in new york city well, new york city <laughs> especially our people our people are very it's very tough shout out to the mexican culture shout out to the mexican culture the, the donas oh my god the donas are the old ladies no, i feel like our people like pay for quality no no no, no. i'm saying i'm saying okay. what i'm trying to say is um they're great, but, they but also the, the older ladies, the older ladies, <laughs> the donias, Roger's laughing in the back, but uh, that that's, it, it's not bad. It's just that they always like, they don't like to wait and they treat our employees, I guess because they're younger girls, they'll just be like, hey, Nina, Nina, come get my order or something. It's just, it's just, it's just cringy, like sometimes. It's very, it's very old school. It's very old school. Um, and it's always the older ladies. I, I, I don't even get a, Pass by the register. Like, I'll stay in the office just watching, like waiting for Karen or okay. Lupita or somebody to you know take care of them. Is that we um we set up a system how to like where to order. Yep. Um, we they have a number. They wait. They be called, but they don't want to do all they're that. Not pro- the they're numbers. not used to that. Not that they don't want to. They're not used to that. They don't know that. They just come here and they just think that they want an ice cream. They're just gonna raise their hand and say come, you know. And if you don't go, they they think you're ignoring them. Yep. 
and yeah. Yeah, they'll pull up to the ice cream where the ice cream's at and just, you know, wave it down. <laughs> Let me get this ice cream, and that's it. I know how to win them over. Oh, you definitely know how to win them over. I tell them, you could try every flavor. <laughs> and then they'll just be trying, and then I'll be like, but first I have to charge you, and then, yeah, and then I'll slate to them, yeah. I love it. I I think I always when Roger and I are leaving either drug cars or remix, somebody like, excuse me, do you work here? And I'm like, no, I'm the janitor. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just walking by. Um, so it sounds like your people started you off as like that base, right? Of the base supporters. Now, what would you say in terms of like the diversification? Like, what would you say? How many people coming through are Mexican versus any other people who are just like, love your desserts. So now, when we first started, we thought it was only me. It's only going to be Mexican, our people. But honestly, if you have, say, percentage-wise, it's a whole Rough. pie. It's a whole yeah. pie with like, maybe 50% Mexican, and then wow. the other 50 that, you know, um, from other countries. That's got to make you feel really good. It feels great, because yeah. now it gives us the empowerment to be able to open anywhere we want. Yeah. And um, it doesn't, it doesn't, a neighborhood doesn't get us scared. Like, let's right. say we're looking oh, for it's strict more dominant yeah. for this neighborhood, for these, for these people, than these people. So now it's a lot easier to, you know, we'll look at a place, we'll like the place, you know, we'll look for certain stuff that we were looking for. But if it doesn't have that one requirement, we can still live and, you know, put it. Like, for example, Jackson Heights, we're like right off Junction Boulevard. We would love to be on Junction Boulevard. Right. But on Junction Boulevard, the rent is double the price. Wow. We're right off the corner. It's half the price. And, you know, we're at the point where everybody you know, loves us. Thank God. Thank you, guys. And they'll make that turn and come to us. I love it. So, you know, being on the main street is, is our goal. But if we find something right off of it, we're doing it. And also, around Junction, um, there's a lot of other places that's, like, not places, um, stands in Roosevelt that sell what we sell. Oh, yeah. And we're happy to see our customers come to us and get what they want. They could have got it at the corner that they got off the, the train station. Wow. If you come off the train in Jackson Heights, in Junction, you're going to encounter, I have counted, four different elote lanes. Wow. In your corner, there used to be one when we were in construction. I was like, oh, look, they sell esquites and corn there. How is that going to work? And I felt bad because for the guy, right? Because I kind of knew what we were bringing is kind of unique. Yeah. So I was like, oh, no, you know? Like, you have called us gentrifiers. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. Well, it is. We all. Because <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to take out the street vendor. Like, that's right. not my goal. That was it, yeah. Like, that's not our thing. You know, our thing is just, you know, bring everything for the Mexican community under one roof. Yep. But, you know, everybody sees everything with their different views. Of course. I have so. a lot of a lot, a lot, um, ladies too, that where I live at, at the corner. I live by Maria Hernandez. And they sell um, corn and all this stuff. I still buy from them. Wow. Like, it's just like, I love, you know, I love the That's product. Funny. It doesn't, you know. Yeah. But if you want, like, let's say, they don't give it to you as, like, quality as here. But it's still good. And this is why I know the product will work because it tastes good. It's, it's a really good, um, it tastes good. We you still, we still buy nieve from Knickerbocker and Sweetum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> from, the corner, from the corner guy. He's been there for years. I, I his so, ice cream is so good. We, we still support, you know, local vendors, street vendors. And, you know, we have been told that we're taking away business from them and gentrifying everything. But we, we don't see it like that. We just focus on giving you guys the best. Yep. 
but you know everybody has their own political views and views to everything. Everybody's entitled, you know. Of course. <laughs> I see. Those are the negative people, right? Yeah. yeah. So I said that I was wow. gonna bring Roger in for his first podcast, but I feel like I gotta have him sit in for a second <laughs> to ask some questions that I'm forgetting. So Roger, come over here. So. What she's doing right now, she's like starting off small. She's doing like flowers. She's doing like cakes and stuff. But obviously, it's 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 from from our, our home, right? So like, what would you say like for someone who wants to start, like like a mom and pop shop from their home? What would you you know recommend or from home or any tips? Same thing as you would do from for a business. Mm-hmm. Give it the same energy. Not because you're at home, keep it small. Mm-hmm. Give it all. Give it your all. Make it as big as possible from home. Eventually, it's gonna become something huge. Because yep. not because you don't have a place doesn't mean you don't have business. Yep. See, uh, there's a lot of um, entrepreneurs that don't even have a brick and mortar place. They order from online or from their home. Mm-hmm. So regardless of where you know what part, what stage she's at, just give her her all and keep make believe it's something huge. Set up online like you could do um, Square. Mm-hmm. The charge is very minimal. How about the charge? Sell your stuff online. Sell it locally. Deliver personally. Um, pre- I'm pretty sure she's really doing the personal delivery. Yeah, she's doing the personal delivery. Yeah. And do the, the put up stories on TikTok. Yeah. I say social media. Social media. Well, I'm sorry, Because it needs to be hidden. We do it with that mentality that it's huge. Yeah. Don't be like, oh, I'm small. I'm just starting. No, no, no. Yeah, that's the thing. She loses motivation. Like, she loses motivation. Very like, easily. I'm the best flower shop girl right here yeah. in, in South yeah. Carolina. Yeah. You should buy for me these flower arrangements from Mother's Day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I do the social media for her from here. So <laughs> yeah. again, she and gets, you do like, photography and yeah. video, so you must have some kind of nice yeah. stuff for her. Yeah, yeah, of course. But so. it's like she just loses motivation very easily. So it's like, like oh, don't give up. Like, it's, it's going to pick up someday, you know? Like, she gets, like, two customers, like, a month or a week or something sometimes. But give, give her, give it her, yeah. give, tell her to give her all to those customers. Yeah, and, when you, and, when, and when she gives those things to the customers... Don't be shy to tell the customer, hey, give me a shout out on Instagram mm-hmm. or shout me out. The worst thing they're going to say is no. Yeah. Or say okay. Never or say okay and never do it. You know, yeah. in life, a no is just a no. Like, yeah. you got to be ready for those negative, negative things. We get told no's all the time. When I when we get the, um, the like, the last place we got in Sunset, I requested a lot of stuff mm-hmm. on the lease. I got no's all the way, mm-hmm. but we tried it. If you don't try, you don't know what's going to happen. Risk it all. So you, you got to risk it all. Sure. You came with nothing, you go with nothing. <laughs> yep. Let's do a South, uh, South Carolina Mayas. Yeah. yeah, right? We should. You know, it's funny because there's actually a lot of uh, locations that are similar to Mayas, but the quality isn't the best. So that's what they lack. And that's the thing with Mayas, that you guys have, like, quality products. Like, we've been saying this whole, quality this whole podcast. Another thing we, have, we haven't really touched, and you guys forgot to ask, I think, was experience. Like, we, our stores... Is that is you have the quality of the products, but you also have the experience of the store when you walk in. Mm-hmm. Like we want to be, you know, colorful, you know, festive. Maris was very into, you know, doing the balloons and making sure the store is nice and pretty, as she would say. <laughs> so that's pretty. that's a big thing. Like a lot of people love coming here. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. Let me take a picture. Exactly. On training, I will act like I was in Mexico in the mercados, and yeah. I will have my I will have my staff here. Sitting down, it was like about fifteen of them, and I'll just walk in, and, and and I'll be at the register and like greeting. Like if I was in Mexico, I was like, "This is how you guys need to exactly. treat everyone with love, you know, yeah. Our and staff welcome." Is to yeah. Walk, mm-hmm. To greet like they're in Mexico. 
yeah. When you go, you been to Mexico? Of course. All right. So you know when you go to a mercado. Pruebe, 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 mira pruebe. aquí. Buenas tardes, how are you? Hola, güero, hola, güero. Hola, güero, hola, güerita. To the point where you're like, yeah, yeah. Jesus, can I just walk in yeah. peace? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All the girls coming. <laughs> no, so, yeah, because there's a lot of, like, people that in New York that are not used to that treatment. But you know what? We get a lot of good feedback from that treatment. Yeah. That's yeah. good. And we do get those that, oh, my God, like, why is she acting this way? Because New Yorkers are New Yorkers, and they're mean, most of them, right? Yeah, <laughs> and they themselves. don't expect, they just want things fast and just, like, move. It's funny because there's, there's a customer that doesn't like to be treated, greeted, that just wants her stuff. And then there's a customer that doesn't want to get greeted, mm-hmm. and then sometimes doesn't get greeted. Yep. So we're always bashing our employees. When you, because we have ADT, so whenever that door opens, you hear the little chime. Mm-hmm. So I tell the girls, that should be your cue for you to turn around. Greet them. Stop. Greet them. Yep. So they know most of them do it, but we had employees that we have, honestly, we have, you know, uh, fired yep. because of, of treating the, it hurts us. Mm-hmm. We have bad reviews about customer service. And during the summer, we had a couple employees we got rid of, honestly, because of that. Yeah. So it doesn't hurt them, you know, they're just here for the job. But if we stand behind customer service and the you know, our employees not giving customer service, it's a problem because because you as a consumer, you don't know what's going in the back. You're just reading, oh, they're treating me bad. The the girl behind the register acts like we're just here, you know, ask stuff for free. Mm-hmm. Those are the type of comments you get. And sure. then you get the scourge to go, of course. And we always tell them this is something new. Even though we've been here three years, but a lot of people haven't seen this. It's like it's new for a lot of people. So, therefore, you have to welcome them. You have to give them to try out the stuff. They don't know. They don't know. They just probably walked in because it's colorful. So they're like, okay, nice shop. They thought this would be a daycare. <laughs> when you first, when you first yeah. opened, we were hanging outside there. We were painting the walls pink, purple, <laughs> yellow. They were like, "Oh, daycare!" And I was like, uh, "Yeah." That's yeah, a good point that you guys made because, like, over on the way here, one of our coworkers actually said, "Oh, the reason why I like that place is because the aesthetic. Like, you guys mm-hmm. are very colorful. You guys have like, you know, all the Mexican, you know, like toy statues, all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's yeah, wait, like, wait till you see our sunset location. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that sunset location. We we did a whole. You know, from traveling to Mexico, we met the designer in Mexico, Guadalajara. No way. Yeah, nice. so we're working with a designer from Mexico doing all this stuff for us. Oh, wow. That place, like, honestly, is our best place so far. Wow. Always invest in yourself. Like, yeah. I say invest in yourself, invest in your own products. Like us, like the um, our photographer, we pay him monthly. That bill, he's on payroll. Yeah. Um, all these conventions, all these places that we go to, we don't see it as, like, do we want to go? We see it as we have to go if we want to grow. And if we want to grow, we have to go. We just can't see it if we have time. Because if you don't have time for that, then you're going to be stuck. You're going to be stuck because you could have met somebody very, very, very powerful, very, very um, important that would change your life that day. But just because you didn't go, you missed out on a big opportunity. So I say just whatever you focus on, go. Like and and, don't, and baking, don't worry about the, the, the luxury neither. When you go to these conventions, you're going there for business. Sure. Don't look for the best hotel, the best flight. Listen, you just, because that's, that's what a lot of people do. And most of them are in city, a, a nice city, so you want, so they kind of like focusing already on how, what they're going to do after. Go. Focus. You're going to meet people that you're going to want to do stuff with after. So, so then that's what maybe. Focus on the goal. Like, yeah. 
So for, for let's say for your sister, like with the baking and all that, if she's into that, then she should meet more people because yeah. maybe she needs motivation. She needs to hang around people that do what she what she likes to mm-hmm. do. Because maybe she's not hanging around with the right crowd. And she's an introvert, yeah. which is the worst thing of all. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like talking to people. So I'm like, yeah. you have to go out there. You have, have to talk, to yeah. yeah Either you have to or you have to get a business partner that will do that for you. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> right here. <Yeah. laughs> she's the creative side. She, she's the one that will be, like, like I told um, Zach earlier, I would post a picture and I wouldn't realize that, you know, the the candy's on the opposite side or whatever. I sure. remember having But she'll it. catch it right away. <laughs> I remember having him in my couch and telling him, Alejandro, you don't know how big this is going to be. Alejandro, you have no idea. And then I talked to him so much about it that when we went to go to lease, to get to sign the lease, no, to, what was it, for the um, for this place? Uh, she threw me under the bus. It, <laughs> we went, he we he went. never worked in, in the business, so we had a little shop over there. He never worked in there, but he already knew everything just because of how many times I repeated it to him. And when the landlord asked me, what are you going to do? I got so nervous and I just said, he'll explain to you. And then he threw it, yeah. So we went for this place. You know, sometimes the landlords want to meet you and want to hear your, you know, what kind of business you want to hear your business proposal. So she called me to go with her and I'm like, all right, let's go. But I'm thinking she's going to do all the talking and I'm going to back her up. We sit there. It's me, her. My wife. And, and like six Jews. <laughs> and I'm nervous. And when we and did I'm the table. I'm nervous. I'm shaking. And I'm like, And the guy know. goes, so explain to us what kind of business you're putting in the 83 Graham location. And I look at Marisol, waiting for Marisol. Six Jews sitting right in front of me. I had, I was nervous. I was shaking. I didn't know what to say. They were like, what are you, what's going to, what's, what's going to be the shop about? What are you going to sell? And I just threw him under the bus. I said, Alejandro, take over. I was not ready, honestly. It's like, <laughs> we got there, and I was, you know, I was ready to back her up, not knowing I was going to be the, the main star of the event. No, he's third. So I literally had to pitch basically out of nowhere. Yep. And at that point, we didn't have, like, the full menu that we have now. At that point, it was just, we're going to do mangoneadas, chamoyadas, and, like, Four. fruit cocktails and stuff like that. So they thought we were only going to do, you know, something with mango and, you know, stuff like that. So they didn't, we didn't really pitch the big picture them because us ourselves, we didn't really know. We knew what we wanted, but we didn't know how to make ice cream and we didn't know how to make paletas. One of them said taco ice cream. And then I just went like, yes. <laughs> I just said, yeah. Whatever. Oh, yeah, we don't have all that. <laughs> That's so great. It, it, it was crazy because we were, I was just like, um. We're selling mangoneadas and chamoyadas. They said, what is that? So I had to explain, and I barely knew what it was. Like, I knew what it was, but I would I didn't know how to explain it at a professional yeah. level. Like, now I can tell you, it's a mango sorbet, top with chamoy and tahine, fresh fruit, fresh mango, That's and so then sick. drizzled with a little tahine on top and the Mexican candy, chaca chacas, with a banderilla. But I, I at nervous, that point, yeah. I didn't know what it was. Sure. Like, I, I knew what I was eating, I knew what we were making, but to give you a professional description of what my business is going to be, we were, it's like you said earlier, you got to fake it till you make it. I was just about to say that. You got to fake it till you make it. And that at that point when we got this lease, that's basically what we did. Um, and then they were like, okay, we like your idea. We like your plan. Uh, we'll send over the lease. And we just, you know, sign it up this week. And me and Master just looked at each other like, 
relaxed. We did it. <laughs> like, we knew what we wanted to say mentally. And we just walked out of there. And we're like, okay, we'll wait for your email. When we walked out, we were like this. <laughs> yes! yes! We got it! <laughs> and then we were like, the next day, Marisol was like, so what's the next time? I said, <laughs> I said, I guess we got to wait for that lease to come in the, yeah. in, the in the email. And that's so, when the yeah. learning process begins because that, we don't know about this. We, we got learn. we got really um, we got really really they fucked us with the fridges when we got them. We bought freezers for like twenty five hundred a pop. Wow. Nowadays I won't even give you twelve hundred. Right. I mean, well, I'll give you twelve hundred. I know twelve hundred. But you know it was a big markup, but we didn't know none of that. We of were like we were naive. We knew we had a little bit of money to invest. And this is how much it's gonna cost you. Okay, I want it. Let's do it. So it was a lot of learning stuff. You, you're gonna take a lot of losses in your business. Um, don't expect to make money right away. The goal is to make it, but expect to you know to lose a little bit. To lose at least ten to twenty percent. Yep. Ten to twenty percent loss. Um, that, that's the best thing. Don't be afraid. Yeah. And I think you know. Going back to what when Roger was talking about with his sister, right? Fake it to you, make it, you mentioned. We were talking about that off camera. But really, to me, when I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking to myself, even from the beginning, and very similar to what you were talking about, I talked about it like it was a brand name. I talked about it like it was this huge establishment where I had 100 employees 13, 15 years ago. And every single night, I'd have a journal. I still remember... I called it my lugger Bible and I would write down all my thoughts, every process that I was like, fuck, I messed up on and I didn't want to make a mistake again. And do I look at it now? No, but that muscle memory, right? Of constantly thinking, how can I perfect this? How can I make this a streamlined process so I don't have to be doing it for the rest of my life? That's how you create a yeah, strong business. To, and manifest, I say. Manifest. manifest and that mental memory is, is everything. But you hear key words and you're like, oh, wait. Yep. You're trying to get me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to manifest. You have to want it badly to have it. Because if you don't want it badly, you don't work for it. Yep. And um, I say throughout your process, you, learn, you, you live and learn and you meet a lot of good people. And your path, the right people is going to come. And they're going to fill in those gaps that you think that you're not ready for or you don't know how to do. Yep. So, therefore, like, We've been very, I've been very blessed to have Alejandro as my partner, and then I have my manager. Everybody came in, you know. You, you gotta be very open. You gotta very be very open to, to meet a lot of good people. There's a lot of good things out there that you don't see them because they're not around you. You have to go out. And um, I remember, like you said, you have um, footage, you have um, stuff right, written down. I have footage of me acting it out in my living room. I love it. I was living with my parents and I was acting it out and saying, Mommy, I'm going to have 20 stores. They're gonna, I'm going to take over on the east side because on the west side, there's too many. But the east side is going to be mine. And I would tell this Alejandro, it's going to be ours, you know? And then all this stuff and then it's growing. So it's, we are, we are in a good path. Yeah, yeah. Definitely want to I love it. Keep your blinders off, people. You know, you have to constantly be growing. You have to constantly be looking, thinking bigger picture, bigger picture. That's how you're going to be successful. Get in debt. Everybody tells you don't get in debt. Yep. Everybody, I don't care, David Ramsey, sure. <laughs> everybody tells you don't get in debt. You're going to have to. But from a business perspective, you're going doing to. It, we're in our fourth store. You know, it's not only business. You have business expense and you have life expense. Right. And if you don't get in debt at one point in your life, 
or one point point of the process. You're not taking enough chances. You're not taking enough chances, and you're not gonna get what you want. Yep. You're you got you gotta take the pride away. That's a big thing for my Latinos. You gotta take that pride away. If you're Latin, if you're Latin, you're watching this podcast. <laughs> take the pride away. It's not gonna take you nowhere. Ask your tia, tia, can you lend me $20,000? Ask your, your padrino. <laughs> they know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, like, I started off with friends and family yeah. willing to take a chance to me, loaning me $2,500, five grand, yeah. and I paid them all back. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, how am I going to ask them? What's he going to think about me? Nothing. At the long run, you're, you're the one pay waiting. Them back. Yeah. You pay them back. Make sure you pay them back. That's number one. You got to make sure you got to pay them back. But don't be scared. <laughs> like, just, just go for it. Just go. Yeah, don't be scared yeah. Do ten thousand, five thousand, anything. Anything that's gonna like take off. Everybody's gonna go for loan. <laughs> we'll start become a loan shark now. There you yeah. go. There you so go. if if anyone wants to reach out to you guys on social media, what's the best way? Uh, you can reach me at Sanchez Alejo. Uh, and that's on Instagram. I always say reach out to him. He's gonna yeah. Okay. And then also Maya Snack Bar. Yeah, Maya, Maya Snack, Snack Bar. Bar the DMs, yeah. Awesome. Maya Snack we're Maya Snack Bar anywhere. My snack bar on Instagram, Twitter. We're not active on Twitter, but we have a Twitter account. Awesome. And uh, TikTok. And that wraps up episode 23 of the Lug Life podcast. Thank you guys so much for sharing all this amazing knowledge. And come check them out. Follow them on Instagram. You can see all their four locations. And good luck on your new Sunset Park opening. Thank you. Thank you. We're opening this weekend. Go stop by. (laughs) Support local. Thank you.